Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. And friends, part of making America great again is strengthening our influence throughout the world, strengthening our ability to help nations like Israel, having the backs of our friends, and having the respect on the world stage, which allows us to intervene where appropriate. We know not every every intervention is appropriate or necessary, but we know who our friends are. And we know, of course, the spiritual kinship that we have with the land of Israel. And we also know about terrorism. Sadly, in the last uh, 22 years or so, we've learned more about terrorism than we've ever wanted to learn. Uh, Those of you, like myself, who were around on 9-11 and uh, remember that so well and how life changed after that, although we've maintained our are, uh, and you see, this is the beautiful thing. The terrorists want to instill fear, but the beautiful thing is that we fight back by living our lives. We fight back by continuing to carry out our lives in freedom. We pray tonight for the same blessing for Israel. We know uh, the, the developments uh, that have been happening uh, over there. I, I don't need to show you the, uh, the terrible uh, video footage that you've no doubt uh, seen in news reports and on social media. We don't need to um, uh, necessarily repeat that here. We do want to repeat our prayers, however. We do want to engage our spiritual warfare here. We do want to uh, embrace not only our brothers and sisters who are there, uh, but the entire meaning of Israel for us as Christians, the entire biblical meaning of it. I mean, this is the covenant that our that our God uh, set forth in the land that he gave them in order to bring forth the Savior of the world. Uh, we, are, we are all spiritual Semites. We are uh, fulfilled Jews. We are people who have the, the, the heritage of Israel in our very spiritual DNA, uh, and we know this. So what I want to start by doing here is reading a scripture from the Gospels, Gospel of Matthew to be specific. Then I want to pray one of the Psalms that talks about God uh, coming against uh, his enemies. The, people of the, Isra- the enemies of Israel are the enemies of God and uh, they are enemies of us as well. Uh, So we're going to pray a psalm that very, very appropriately expresses, first of all, the, the, the appropriate rage that we should have against those that are perpetrating the kinds of evils that we have seen over these recent days, and then also declaring our trust in the Lord's ultimate victory. Once we do that, I'm going to talk about some of the things in the news, RFK, the speaker's race, a few other things pertinent to the uh, 2024 elections. Then I want to go back 
and invoke the Holy Spirit using a very ancient, beautiful, uh, peace-inspiring hymn uh, that I will sing for you. And uh, it'll be a prayer that I'm sure you will appreciate uh, as we conclude our program tonight. So as we do this, as always, uh, let me remind you, you can leave your prayer intentions in the comments. And we'll all pray for one another as we pray for Israel and as we pray for America. Let's go to the Gospel of St. Matthew. I want to pray, read the passage about Jesus in the garden. And what's important about this passage at this moment in time, when so much is, is happening and so many distressful things are happening, is that it shows God, literally God, sharing our distress. God sharing the mental anguish that impacts us all when, when terrible things like this are happening. God shares our anguish. And then it's from that position that he's able to tell us, having jumped in to our suffering and even our death, from that vantage point, God Almighty can tell us, be not afraid, do not be anxious about anything. Let's read. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let us pray Psalm 94. O Lord God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Repay to the proud what they deserve. O Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? They pour out their arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They kill the widow and the sojourner and murder the fatherless. And they say, the Lord does not see, the God of Jacob does not perceive. Understand, O dullest of the people, fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, does he not hear? He who formed the eye, does he not see? He who disciplines the nations, does he not rebuke? 
He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord, knows the thoughts of man, that they are but a breath. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law, to give him rest from days of trouble, until a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not forsake his people, he will not abandon his heritage. For justice will return to the righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? Had the Lord not been my help, my soul would have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Can wicked rulers be allied with you, those who frame injustice by statute? They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold, my God, the rock of my refuge. He will bring back to them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord, our God, will wipe them out. Father, your people Israel know the words of this psalm. And even now as we pray it, even this moment as we invoke these words that are seared into their minds and hearts throughout Israel, they are carrying out these words. They are fulfilling these words, not because they are hateful, but because they are faithful. Not because they want to do harm, but because they trust in you and your plan and your promise given to us in this word that you will wipe out our enemies. That you, O oh God, will wipe out the enemies of Israel, that you will wipe out the enemies of America, that you will wipe out the enemies of innocent human life, that you will wipe out the evil plans of those who only want to destroy. Help us, O oh God, help your people against the enemy, which as this psalm so appropriately says, are seeking to destroy your heritage, are seeking to kill the innocent. Lord, these terrorists have no no heart, no conscience, no humanity. They deny, trample upon, and disfigure their own humanity and the humanity of all the rest of us. Lord God, may we be courageous enough to fight against this evil. Lord God, may we be wise enough to make the distinction between those who suffer evil and those who commit it. Lord God, Grant peace to Israel, security, protection, freedom to live their lives. Give us in America freedom to live ours as well. We pray with the deepest of faith and the greatest of fervor. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Benjamin Netanyahu said, when asked about the so-called two-state solution and Israelites and Palestinians living in peace. You know what he said? You can't clap with one hand. It's been said, if the Palestinians 
and the terrorists lay down their arms, there will be no war. If the Israelites lay down their arms, there will be no Israel. Think about that. The problem here is coming from one side, and don't let anyone tell you any different. The problem is coming from one side. There are terrorists who hate humanity, hate God, and hate Israel. And they hate America. And that's the other point I want to make. Not only can you not clap with one hand, but they don't make a distinction between Saturday and Sunday victims. If you know what I mean. They don't make a distinction among their enemies between Israel and America, between Jews and Christians. These monstrous terrorists couldn't care less about those distinctions. They want to kill all of us. And that's why we stand together with Israel in this moment. I know you do. There are so many different prayer campaigns going on. Word of God has given us our our consolation. The Word of God has given us the perspective on this. We'll go back to prayer. As I said, I want to do a special invocation of the Holy Spirit in just a little while. But just a few comments on some things going on. Um, Obviously, we have the Speaker of the House race going on. You know, I, I wish that the situation, I hope that the situation gets resolved quickly. We have to get on with the business of the country, obviously. I don't think it means the sky is falling because there's a vacancy that has to be filled. I think we have to respect the right of every member of Congress to vote the way he or she sees fit. So, you know, I I mean, that's, it can be frustrating. Uh, Sometimes they can act out of motives that are less than uh, helpful or less than generous or less than uh, statesmanlike. But ultimately, uh, we do believe in the freedom of the, the vote, not just at the ballot box, but when they're in those important positions in Congress. So let's just accompany that process with prayer as well. In fact, we can pray for that right now because, yeah, the country does have to get back to business. We don't have to want to have an unnecessary display of disunity or dysfunction. But simply the fact, and again, I'm not, I'm not taking any sides here or claiming any favorites or laying any blame. I, if I were voting, I would vote for Jim Jordan. I, I know Jim Jordan. I've been with him uh, in numerous conversations and meetings, and uh, what a great leader uh, he is. I would uh, think that many of you are, are also in the Jim Jordan uh, camp, but whatever you think uh, on this, you know, it's okay if the voting takes, you know, more than one round and more than two rounds. You know, sometimes we have this idea of, oh, you know, we should have this kind of instantaneous unity. Um, you know, the Democrats might uh, show, show that, kind of, um, that kind of approach at times. But remember, that's because those, those folks there, they don't think, of, they don't think for themselves. They, they believe in autocratic rule anyway. And uh, it's like, you know, we don't want to follow that example. We want to have unity, yeah. But sometimes unity requires people really having a very vigorous debate and hashing out all the options and figuring out what's best. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger, going on to another topic. Well, let's pray for the the Lord and send your Holy Spirit upon our members of the house. Lord God, uh, help them to see a path quickly to 
getting a strong speaker, strong conservative speaker, and let them see a path clearly, Lord, to getting back to the, the business of governing. But Lord, also give us, give us patience that we might find the right path to the best person that we can in all practicality get at this, at this point in time. Bless America with patience. And Lord, when the speaker is chosen, may, may our Republican agenda move forward with haste and with effectiveness for the preservation of our freedoms, the protection of human life, and the protection of nations like Israel, with whom we strongly stand. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger was on a podcast recently, and he was asking, uh, we were discussing with the host about the characteristics of Republicans, and he said, strong law enforcement is one of them, which we know is true. And let me just read from this report. He then weighed in on what a Democrat would say it means to be a Democrat. You know what Schwarzenegger said? You've probably seen this. Ruin your cities. Ruin them. And he was asked to elaborate, and he says, that's what the Democrats would say. We are about ruining the cities. We want to bleep every city in America. That seems to be the theme right now. Ah, good observation. I, I like this. People are, coming to re- people are coming to recognize this more and more and more. The messed up cities, the messed up border, the messed up economy, the prices, the moral confusion, the indoctrination. We can go on and on, right? The embarrassment on the world stage, the very things we're seeing unfolding in the Middle East. Wouldn't happen under President Trump. No way. In fact, he's the, he's the best one to get us back on track. But then Schwarzenegger, and I want to expand on what he said here, was asked why. Why is this the case? That the Democrats are just bleep our cities. Why are they doing it? He said, I have no idea. Well, I do. And it's an idea explained to us at length in 400 pages in Mark Levin's new book, The Democrat Party Hates America. They want disruption. They want destruction. They hate America. They hate law and order. Why? Because they want to replace the whole darn thing. They want, to, they want people to be living in fear. They want the instability. It's why they're weak uh, in situations like, like this, hopelessly weak in situations like these terror attacks on, on Israel. They want instability in the nation, in the world, because then they want people to feel more dependent on the all-powerful government, that they'll then swoop in in an autocratic way and take control of every aspect of everybody's life. That's, that's why. That's why. They could fix these cities tomorrow if they wanted to. The problem is they don't want to. It's not in line with the Democrat agenda. Remember, they hate what we have. When they, and I mean they, Obama said it, Biden has said it, their various Democrat leaders have said it, we want to fundamentally transform America. Well, you don't you want to fundamentally transform. If you say you want to fundamentally transform your spouse, <laughs> they're going to have something to say about that. What's the matter? You don't love me? What's the matter with you? Fundamentally transform. Do they not love America? No, they don't. Read Mark's book. We're going to be talking about it a lot in future programs. The Democrat Party hates America. They really do. They literally do. 
Um, yeah, I'm not going to have time to get into RFK here tonight. I'll do that another evening and some of the things going on with some of the Trump cases. But some polling, and this was interesting, Bill Maher asked about Biden's chances in running against Trump. You know what he said recently? It was reported in the Blaze News. He will lose. Biden, that is. He will lose. Because at some point, perception becomes reality. He was speaking with James Carville, and both of them were on the same page about Biden's prospects against uh, Donald Trump in a rematch. Yeah, many people might not want that. It's more certain, it's more likely that President Trump will be the Republican nominee than it is that Biden will be the Democrat nominee. I've been listening carefully to all the different opinions, as I'm sure you have. People differ in their opinions uh, on our side of the analysis as to whether Biden, some say he will definitely be the nominee. He's not going to give up his uh, position of power. Too many high-powered elements in the party want to continue having him there as a puppet. Of course, he may not have any choice in the matter. You don't get to decide how long you hang on in this life. But uh, others say they're pretty quite sure that he won't be the nominee. I tend to I tend to fall in the area of you know more towards the direction that he won't be. Simply because, not necessarily because of an analysis of the power plays and the dynamics uh, within the Democrat Party uh, for somebody else to swoop in and take over. My conclusion on that, or why I lean more towards he's not going to be the nominee, is simply uh, the combination of things beyond his control and beyond the control of the Democrat Party, i.e. His, just his, his physical and mental health. I mean, you can't do anything to to stop the, the the decline. Maybe with proper treatment, you could slow it down. But you can't. You you don't you don't have full control over that. And secondly, uh, as the legal scandals and the evidence continues to mount, at a certain point, it becomes overwhelming. And I think we're uh, moving in that direction. Once the house gets back to business, we'll keep the uh, information coming out about that. All right, let's go back into prayer. Look, I, I there's this old. Um, prayer to the Holy Spirit. It's used in Catholic churches throughout the world. It's not particularly, it's not just a Catholic prayer. I mean, everything in here you will agree with if you're a follower of Christ, if you believe in the Holy Spirit. Uh, But it's very beautiful. I want to chant the ancient uh, tone to this. It's sung uh, invoking, as I say, the Holy Spirit. And as we pray this, let's invoke the Holy Spirit on America, on us, individually, on our families. Uh, We won't use the background music for this because I'm going to be singing. Um, But uh, let's invoke the Holy Spirit on the beautiful land of of Israel and on peace, peace for our people. And the Holy Spirit is God. He's the creator. We invoke him even on the enemy for the purpose of stopping the enemy, for the purpose of defeating the enemy, for the purpose of putting an end to their evil designs. Would you pray with me in heart and in spirit? Come, O Holy Spirit, come, and from your celestial home, 
Shed a ray of light divine. Come, O Father of the poor. Come, O source of all our store. Come within our bosom shine. You of comforters the best. You the soul's most welcome guest. Sweet refreshment here below. In our labor rest most sweet, Grateful coolness in the heat, Solace in the midst of woe. O most blessed light divine, Shine within these hearts of thine, and are in most being filled. Where you are, not man has not, nothing good in deed or thought, nothing free from taint of ill. Heal our wounds, our strength renew, on our dryness pour your dew. Wash the stains of guilt away. Bend the stubborn heart and will. Melt the frozen, warm the chill. Guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful who adore and confess you evermore. In your sevenfold gift descend. Give them virtue, sure reward. Give them your salvation, Lord. Give them joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, I hope that this time of prayer has been a consolation for you in the midst of all this darkness all this anxiety. Let's pray continually for respect for human life. That's at the core of all of this. For peace, for security, for ourselves, our families, our cities, our nation, our world. God bless you, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Please do connect with me on all the social media platforms at FR Frank Pavone, at FR Frank Pavone. We will talk to you soon. Priests for Life saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.